0: Thank you for joining us for episode two of AM Chamber Chats, a production of the Helena Area Chamber of Commerce. I am your host, Amanda Mulcahy. We would also like to thank Ryan Savness from Exit Realty Helena for sponsoring our podcast for access to his mobile business card, text EXIT WITH RYAN to 85377. So today's guest is here to talk about his story and most importantly, what he believes to be important contributions to how he's been able to build his business I would like to welcome Joe Mitchell with State Farm. Hey, Joe.
1: Hi, thanks for having me.
0: So if you would like, please tell our listeners and our community about your background. You know, where'd you come from? How'd you get here? Why are you doing what you're doing?
1: Sure. Um, so I'm um, Joe Mitchell. I moved here in, with my wife in the summer of 2016 from Minnesota to here. I still have my big <laughs> accent there, but uh, um, I work for State Farm as a team member for since 2010 and was very fortunate, had the opportunity to open my own agency. And it was really important for my wife and I to choose somewhere where we wanted to live first. We believe that if you took care of enough people and made smart choices and built enough relationships that any opportunity could be a great opportunity. And so really we were looking for a place where we really wanted to do life together. And so we ultimately chose Helena because of my wife is from Montana, she's from central Montana from a fifth generation family of ranchers and so we wanted to be close to family because we knew we wanted to have kids and raise a family and I being from Minnesota wanted to be around water and so Mm -hmm. Helena ended up being a perfect fit for us Uh, obviously being a government town as well generally speaking a little bit more stable when it comes to the uh, ebbs and flows ups and downs of the market and the economy and so we moved here in the summer of 2016 and just absolutely love it here have a couple boys now. Archer is six, and Montgomery is four. And when we're not working, we're chasing kids out on the boat or playing golf, and just really, we just love spending time here in Helena. Whether it's the water or access to the trails in the mountains and the beautiful uh, views, we just we just love it here. And so. That's where I'm from, and that's how I got here.
0: Awesome. My husband is born and raised in Montana, and I'm from Texas, and he was like, Montana or die. Yeah. <laughs> that's how we ended up here, too.
1: Yeah, you know, it's interesting. We have a lot of customers who are from Montana, and they're moving back to Montana. I always asked, so how'd you end up here? And it's like, well, we ended up back here. Mm-hmm. So we went out, and most of the time, found a significant <laughs> other, and then drug them back here, kicking yeah. and streaming, so... <laughs> I guess that's what happened to you and me both, It huh? is. yeah.
0: here we are. <laughs> I do like Helena. That's why we settled here because it's not too big and it's not too small. Right. So that was nice.
1: Right. Got to have a Target and a Costco. I mean, all the <laughs> mountains and all that stuff is great, but if we don't have a Target and a Costco, it's not going to fly for Whitney.
0: <laughs> Sweet. And then, so what brought you into the business you're in? I mean, why do you like doing what you're doing?
1: Yeah, um, that's a good question. So uh, <laughs> I grew up with a lot of financial insecurity. And so kind of come from a you know, I guess a broken home. My parents maybe weren't the best at parenting and wonderful human beings made some tough choices. And as a result, we just had a lot of instability and moved around a lot. and There were some drug and alcohol things and divorce and all this stuff. So anyways, you know, I grew up in a way where we just, you know, had a lot of insecurity, whether it was food insecurity or we were homeless for a while or whatever. And so I was approached about, getting into this business which is really about helping people avoid those financial insecurities and that really spoke to me. And so, you know, I feel like our job is to just educate folks to make informed decisions so that they can protect their families from having to kind of live through the same experiences that I had to live through growing yeah. up. And so, ultimately, I just love people and my team makes fun of me for saying this sometimes, but I really truly believe that you know, I get paid to be a professional friend. I get paid to look out for people. And I love to do that. I'm doing it anyways, just as nature of who I am. Mm -hmm. So I guess you might as well get paid for it too, huh? What is it you're
0: not working if you love what you do? That's right, right, something like that. (laughs) That's awesome. So your, I mean, your backstory and your personal side of that, I think goes huge into kind of how you're big on personal development and business development. And like you said earlier to me when we were talking being comfortable with being uncomfortable. I think I said that right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> because you've been in those uncomfortable situations and you you probably value being comfortable sometimes, right. but you know, in order to succeed, you have to be uncomfortable. So you're like falling in and out of these grooves. Um, so what are some like the personal development or business development, professional development things that you try to encourage your team to do or yourself that you find beneficial?
1: Honestly, I don't even really care what you're doing as long as you're doing something to work on yourself. And so... Lately, it's been just getting up before everyone else and going for a walk outside. No phone, no music, just me and my dog in nature. And obviously, there's physical benefits of that with getting up and moving your body and stuff like that. But just having that time to be with yourself and be with your thoughts and think about your day or maybe how you handle the situation the day before or something like that. So even for me, getting up and doing my morning walk, that's a, that's a you know an investment in my personal development you know, obviously I'm a big reader and so reading books is important. Haven't been able to do quite as much of that recently because we just opened a second location May 1st. So I haven't had a whole lot of uh, (laughs) downtime to do much reading, but I miss it so much. And so uh, reading books, my office and I, we do, we, I give them the summer off because it gets busy, but We do like a book club together where we'll read a chapter in a book, take turns picking a book. We'll read a chapter and we'll talk about it in our team meeting about, hey, what did this mean to you? How did you hear this? And it's really fascinating because you're all reading the same exact book. But, you know, there's eight people on my team and there's eight different perspectives of what they read. And so we get to learn and share and grow from each other. And so I think that's important. The other thing is, is to your point and your question is, is like we have to human nature is to always. Kind of go to our comfort zone. And so I feel like anytime we're in a position where we can take ourselves out of our comfort zone, like, you know, maybe even like doing a podcast or something, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that gives us an opportunity to grow as people and as professionals. And so I really encourage my team to put themselves out there, whether that's participating in some of the networking groups that we have here in town or volunteering for an organization that you got to put yourself out there a little bit or even you know, being willing to be vulnerable and sharing a story with someone that they feel like could really uh, benefit from at the time. I think uh, ultimately all of those things are of areas where we can, you know, if we lean in and we face our fear around it, it really gives us an opportunity to grow.
0: There's a stat that I actually read. A whopping 94% of employees admitted they would stay at a company longer if it invested in their careers. And I thought that was a huge stat. And then it talked about there was 24% higher profit margins for those companies who did so.
1: I'm more of a feeler person than a technical person. Mm-hmm. And I love my people. My people are my family. Yeah. And so obviously they're our largest asset to our team
0: mm-hmm.
1: and biggest investment from a resource standpoint. And so in my mind, it doesn't really make any sense to spend all this time and energy and effort going out and trying to bring people on and then, and then not giving them the tools and the encouragement uh, and the development that they need to succeed. And so as much as it is about all the numbers and stats, which uh, I guarantee you, it definitely improves the bottom line for me. It's, you know, it just stinks to have to deal with turnover. I I agree.
0: (laughs) I think companies, there's another stat. I think companies spend more money uh, dealing with turnover versus just investing in their people.
1: And it hurts. It hurts. (laughs) You know, when you, when you set up your business for your team to be your family, it's hard Mm -hmm. to, it's hard to fire your family. Yeah, <laughs>
0: really hard, yeah. So you said you have your second location, yeah. right? So talk a little bit about that because that kind of brings us into our next point of this failing forward. Sure. I mean, opening locations is not easy. Yeah. So talk a little bit about your locations and then um, yeah, about how you're falling forward and what you think about that part. Yeah.
1: Essentially what happened is one of my peers, a friend of mine uh, who's a state farm agent in here in town, he passed away unexpectedly and so, Uh, His name is Michael Svatorno. He's a great friend of mine. a wonderful man. He was hunting in the hills with his son and had a heart attack and passed away. And so, I I mean, I literally was sitting on the couch watching football on a Sunday. And my corporate, you know, guy called me and just said, hey, this is what happened. And I mean, it was just, you know, devastating. And so, long story short, State Farm asked me to help kind of cover uh, his office for a while until they figured out what was going to happen, which I was willing to do. And then ultimately they came back around and just said, you know, you're doing a really nice job with your agency in Helena. And we'd really like to see if you'd be, you know, open to having another office moving forward from a permanent standpoint. And so this was not my idea. (laughs) (laughs) And so State Farm thought that I, you know, had the skills to figure it out. And uh, we, we've been, cutting our teeth so to so ever so to say ever since and so it's you know it's for one we're very blessed and fortunate we're the only second agency in the whole state of montana from a state farm standpoint to have two offices so we're kind of you know chartering off or we're kind of heading off into uncharted waters right now and so there's not a ton of resources or peers that i can reach out to in montana to say hey how are you doing this or what did you do with that and so we're really kind of flying blind a little bit and so and then my office on the west end of town is really busy we've been very blessed and fortunate and we have a really high performing office over there and so trying to manage that uh, animal if you will as well as kind of starting over building a new business has been certainly you know no small task and so i think perspective is really important Uh, when i first moved here i didn't know anybody and i Every person I talked to was an opportunity to grow and learn and try to kind of, you know, compete for people's business and their trust. And, and just remembering that, you know, it wasn't easy over there either. And so having some perspective around, uh, around the journey and where you come from. And then to your point, you know, we're making mistakes. And so trying to be very transparent with our customers about how we're learning and we're growing and we're human beings and there's a lot of training that needs to happen and there's technological challenges to overcome and you know we're meeting a bunch of new folks that we haven't met before we don't have a relationship with yet and so sometimes when some of those mistakes happen you know the customers don't know whether or not they can trust us or whether we're competent enough or whatever and so it's just having perspective around that and really being uh, vulnerable with people and just saying, sorry, you know, we're learning and we're, we're growing. And sometimes that's messy. I mean, I think you've seen that graph of what success looks like. And some people think it looks like the straight line (laughs) that's heading north, but really there's ups and downs along the way and having a reference point around that and doing the best you can to, to just keep showing up. We had a tough week. I can't remember if it was last week, where we had some things happen. Unfortunately, we had a customer pass away in a car accident, which is always really hard. And, you know, one of my team members just came to me and he's like, man, I'm just, I'm struggling. And, and I'm just, I just told him, hey, man, we, we, we have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. <laughs> mm-hmm. We make a mistake, we, we move forward, we fail forward. And as long as we're honest and we take it straight on and say, hey, I'm sorry, this is what happened. And here's what we're doing to make it right. That's the best we can do. And for some folks, that's going to be enough. And for some, it isn't. And either way, I understand. So from that standpoint, it's been really, it's been a huge challenge, but it's also been reinvigorating from the standpoint of bringing new people on and growing their skills and their confidence and helping them overcome mistakes that they've made. And and we're doing it together. And I always tell people in my team, you know, the other part of this is bringing two teams together. You know, you have a team over on the West end, a team Mm -hmm. on the East end and i always tell them we have two locations but we have one team and we have to find a way to do it together whether we win or we lose we're going to do it together (laughs) whether we like it or not so and so that part of it's been really fun to kind of see the development and the growth from our team and and uh, we're getting better every day and just remembering that that that's okay
0: that's awesome and i think it's important to to recognize that no matter how you got the second location it's the fact that all the work you put in prior to that is what led you to be able to take over the second location. Right. And I think that's huge because, yeah, success isn't a straight arrow to the top. There's a lot of <laughs> loops, <laughs> a lot of downs and a lot of ups. So, yeah. But you mentioned leveraging, creating authentic relationships. So I think from what I've heard in the community and just from knowing the little bit Uh-oh. of you that I do, <laughs> <laughs> you're an extremely what I would consider a relatable person. And I think that's huge. And I think that you leverage that really well in your industry just because it comes natural to you tell, I mean, just tell our listeners a little bit about that. Like, how do you leverage your personality? You know, it's not always fake it till you make it. Sometimes it's genuine. This For
1: one, is a really good question. And I, I think we're all on this journey, right, in our lives. And, you know, everybody has a story. And the fact of the matter is, is that sometimes, whether it's you want to blame it on social media or whatever you want to say about it, is we get this perspective of, this kind of Instagram life that people portray forward. And what i found is that if you are genuinely curious about people and you uh, are trying to learn about people and see where they are and meet them where they are, it's really about asking really thoughtful questions and then, you know, finding opportunities to relate to them. And so, And not just asking questions to respond, but asking questions to listen and understand where they're coming from. Because I think sometimes, um, whether we're nervous or whatever, we, you know, we sometimes ask questions or sometimes have a conversation just to respond to it instead of truly trying to understand and build that kind of common ground with folks. And so what I've learned personally is that it doesn't matter what your background is, where you're from how much money you have, whatever, everybody has gone through good times and bad times. And I think understanding that from a human nature standpoint is very powerful because what it's allowed me to do is, and I haven't always been as transparent about my background and some of the over things like being homeless or standing in line at the food shelf or things like that. That hasn't been something that I've been you know, shouting from the rooftop, if you will. <laughs> But what I've found is that, you know, we, you know, we, we are a successful business here in this community. And so I think now we, because of that, you know, people might think that, oh, you know, it's, it's must be nice or it's come easy or whatever. And I think being able to relate to people and say, Hey, like, this is where we've come from and this was our experience. And, Mm -hmm. and if you're there now, it's Okay. And you're gonna look back and appreciate that at some point. Mm -hmm. And I think that the more and more, what I've found is that the more genuine you can be, there's nobody just like you, right? There's nobody just like me. And the more authentic and genuine I can be, I believe people relate to that. I don't have to pretend to be something I'm not to get people to like me and do business with me. I can just say, hey, This is what my experience has been. I've had those hard times. And for some reason, I keep showing up and working through it. And people relate to that. And I've read some books. There's a book called Energy Bus by John Gordon. Um, It's one of my favorite all-time books. Really quick read. It talks about the number one rule of the energy bus is you are the driver of your bus. And so our attitude is a choice. Regardless of what you're going through. I mean, I could sit up here and tell you sob stories about my personal family over the last handful of years. We've had a tough go over the last few years. But when you wake up in the morning, you have a choice of how are you going to take on the day. I choose to be grateful. Uh, that's as close to a silver bullet as I know. Because it's impossible to be grateful and complain at the same time. And so, you know, my dad died in a house fire last year. Traumatic experience. Traumatic experience tough situation. My dad and I kind of had a broken relationship anyway. So there's a lot of unfinished stuff that we'll never be able to finish. But, and I struggle with that, but it's still a choice. Is you still have a choice when you wake up in the morning to, you know, be grateful that you had an experience or knew your dad or whatever the case is in that particular, your particular situation, you still have a choice to be grateful. There's a ridiculous amount of people today who are not here today, who who were expecting to be here today, or people who found out they got really sick today. Sometimes I tell my team, sometimes we have to dig a little deeper to to find something to be grateful for, but if you woke up today and you were able to get here today, you have a lot to be grateful for yeah, and try to keep perspective around that. Yeah. And so, and I think for whatever reason that seems to be really relatable with people
0: I agree. I 100% agree. I'll have to get you on the show to talk about grit later because I think that's a huge sure. aspect of it <laughs> is because of that relatability and because of your past, no matter what it was, no matter where you came from, like you said. But it has to do a lot with that grit to be able to persevere through all of that to, to come out on the other end grateful no matter what goes on. So, what is one thing that you want to make sure you get across to people? What is your leaving quote? Oh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So I've been very blessed to have some mentors in my life along the way. And one of my mentors before I moved out here, his name was Dale Thornton. He got diagnosed with some really rare form of cancer or something. And I was sitting with him. He had a couple of days left to live and I was holding his hand. I was just chatting with him and, He actually used to go bring me with him. He was a director of Indian affairs at my college that I went to in in Moorhead. And I used to go to the um, schools on the reservation and talk to the students about my life experience and just try to encourage that it doesn't matter where you come from or what the situation with your family, you have an opportunity. And so I love doing that. And so we got to build a great relationship. And he saw in me that I was, you know, I grew up poor, so I was very motivated by money. And so. He just told me, he said, Joe, I'll never forget this. He said, Joe, I'm going to die in a few days. And he said, the amount of money in my bank account does not matter. Sorry, I get a little choked up about it. The amount of money in my bank account does not matter right now. He said, I have two things, the memories I've made and the relationships I've built. And so if I was going to impart any wisdom, it would be passing along the wisdom from Dale uh, that he shared that with me. And at the end of the day, that's all we have. And so focus on the relationship, build relationships with people and go out and make memories. I promise you, the more you do those things, when it's time for your day to come, the less regret you'll have. And from what I understand, that's the most powerful uh, emotion people feel. You go and talk to folks at nursing homes and everything else, which I have done. They will tell you, they wish they went to work so hard or. Taking life so seriously. They wish they would have took that trip or spent more time building that relationship. And so if I was gonna leave anything with you, those would be the two things I would say is focus on building relationships with people and making great memories. Cause at the end of the day, that's what life's all about.
0: Awesome. Um if y'all need quotes out there, this is the episode to get them from because <laughs> quotes and encouragement, I would say. This is definitely the episode to listen to. That's awesome, Joe. I appreciate all that. Um, we appreciate having you on the show today. And I'll link to all of the resources, like some of the books you talked about, to your contact info and everything in our show notes. So that way all of our listeners know where to find you, how to find you. It's not hard. You're on a billboard. So (laughs) it's a good billboard.
1: Oh, thank you. Photoshop's a beautiful thing.
0: (laughs) So we'll link to all of that. That way if someone wants to reach out to you for more knowledge, they'll know where to find you. We also appreciate all of our listeners. And again, want to give a big thanks to our sponsor, Ryan Stavness from Exit Realty Helena. And then remember mornings are a mindset.